Minutia Man is up next, but first, take a listen to this other fine Opie show. I'm Howard Sudbury. And it's Steve Baskerville. And on the next Back to You podcast, it's going to be a great show, Steve. Yeah, because two things are going to happen at the same time. I'm going to be slowing down my vehicle long enough for you to look at me and see the eye of the tiger. We've got two members of the Eyes of March, Jim Peterick and Bob Berglund. Yeah, man. Glad to be here. That's the next Back to You with Howard Sudbury. And Steve Baskerville. I can't wait. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. An Opai show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. <laughs> this is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Jenkins now works at the White House. Spotted cows at the Spotted Cow Brewery. Cubs Funeral. David Lee Roth, Brush with Rick. And our guest, Skip Graparis. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. I think I, I I think I like the guitar solo one better. You know, uh, I picture too- us uh, both sliding on our knees uh, at the end wow. of that with our arms in the uh, arms in the air after I, we finish. I like the other jingle better. It's this is a little too aggressive for me. Yeah, well. Uh, I yeah. guess uh, it's early. It's ten. It's eleven o'clock in the morning. You know. Well, who knows what time people are? What's well, that's like true. Nine o'clock that's, at night when right. they're listening. And in let's say Costa Rica, yeah, where we are number one seventy four. It could be. Yeah, it could be a prime time. What if we go to like an edgier country? Like if we're in a Germany, you know, they, they don't like a, a like they won't like look for like a David Hasselhoff kind of thing. They, no, they're going to they want need more of a rock okay. and roll like a Scorpions. OK. All right. Well, that's Scorpions. Yeah. Absolutely. They're German. Are the Scorpions. Or did we do the Scorpions in your brush with greatness? I don't uh, think we did. But you have a Scorpion. I have a very All good right. Scorpion. Well, let's make put that put that in the jar. OK. So I will. You know, Rick. Yeah. As you know. I'm a very accomplished man. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> I have received lots of awards and yes. accolades in the 56 like, years that I've been like. Like? Third place in pack 3830s 1974 Pinewood Derby. Okay. Okay. Granted, my father had somebody build the car in his warehouse, but that's fine. Uh, and, right? and, and tell me all about the the work that you did on that car. <laughs> I was the Cub Scout. Okay. I was the figure. And then in 1977, I was awarded the coveted Femme of the Year by People my People are still talking <laughs> about it. class repairs. Yeah. But I think... I've never so been. nothing since '77. No, well, no, something <laughs> no something happened this past week. Oh, okay, okay, and I don't think I've ever been prouder than the milestone that I have achieved right. on on Monday. I officially outlived Adolf Hitler. Well, congratulations! Right. Yeah. Adolf lived 56 years and 10 days. Yeah, and well, that's under the of course <laughs> yeah. that he didn't. If that you he, believe that <laughs> right, he really right, died, right. that he didn't flee to South America, found the body, <laughs> right, Dave. Right. And now, now I am running up the score right now. I'm at fifty six fourteen days right now. Wow. Yeah. Suck it, Adolf. And by the time people listen to this, oh my God, I'll be like fifty six seventeen, right. maybe You're 18. literally dancing right. on his grave. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> actually, it, which doesn't exist. Actually, Radio Misfits, uh, Chris. You know, Chris, yeah, Chris, he had a, I posted this on Facebook and he had a great, um, uh, retort. Uh, yeah. Retort was, yeah, at least Adolf wasn't a braggart. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. It was awesome. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, now also I have, not only have I outlived Adolf Hitler, Vlad the Impaler from Romania. Yeah, suck it. Yeah. 48. He was, they don't know exactly, but around his 48th birthday, okay. Napoleon, come on. You outlived Napoleon? He was 51 in 231 days. And your penis is twice his size. <laughs> well, I, is that metric or is yeah. that... Um, but yeah, so Napoleon, I've kicked Napoleon okay. and so have you, Y'all. obviously. Well, um, obviously, I'm kicking your right, butt. Exactly, so. that's true. Uh, now, there are, on the next, on the hit parade, we've got Mussolini. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me uh, get my pen out. i got to write these down. Okay. All right, what do you got? Uh, Mussolini, 61. Okay. He's oh, on our yeah, We yeah. haven't hit Mussolini yet? No. Uh, well, and now we've got Saddam Hussein at 69. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Stalin, 74. Jeez. And uh, Mao Zedong. Yeah. 82. 
So, okay, so. But Hitler, bite me, bitch. Yeah. I have kicked your ass. Wow, Hitler was only 56. 56 in 10 days. Jeez. He packed a lot of living yeah, yeah, in those yeah, yeah, years, yeah, so yeah. didn't he? Right, right. Yeah, I, I've got to accomplish a lot <laughs> in the next. Uh, you know what you didn't mention, and uh, I, maybe you're not allowed to mention, you mentioned it to me on the phone this week, is mm. that you've also been asked to be on the board of the Chicago <laughs> Literary <laughs> Hall of Fame, which is not a joke. They really asked you to be on the board. Isn't that true? Yeah. What the, it's If you think of someone literary, you're oh. thinking of me. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. I am a uh, board member of the Chicago Writers Association. Yes, and, and both Dave and, and we own a publishing company, <laughs> and you'd think that we'd be very literary. Um, however, <laughs> is baseball prospectus literature, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 every time I go to one of these writers' events, which is all the time, yeah, now, right, because I'm on the board, I, I'm worried that someone's going to pull me aside and, hey, hey um, remember when Henry Blake Fuller wrote uh, blah, blah, blah? Like, yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. Yes, that it, was, yeah. oh. That, it was about, that. Whoa. you mean the book about the, yeah, yeah Revolutionary oh. War, that's it, yeah. You know, you mentioned the Literary Hall of Fame. Uh, I was actually on the nominating committee for a couple of years uh, to, to nominate people. For the for, Hall of Fame. Yes. And this is a true story. The, uh, they asked me three years in a row, and it was like towards the beginning of it. And after the the third year, I'm like, I don't know any other Chicago <laughs> authors. I mean, I, seriously, I, I don't know any. I'm well, gonna I'm making them up. So you Carl Sandberg, or who'd you, who'd you, who were your nominees? All right. So uh, the one that I was proudest of that actually made it on the list uh is Shel Silverstein. Okay, sure. That's a good one. Yeah, of course. And I believe I've also mentioned Mike Royko. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, these are obvious ones. Right. But um, I, I just looked over <laughs> the list. Dave, why don't we talk about... Um, tell me, since you're on the board... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah uh, sure. Tell me your five favorite Eugene Field novels. <laughs> okay. There was... Uh, Blossoms in the Sun. Okay. <laughs> there All was right. uh All right. uh yeah, Woodwork of My Dreams. What about uh, Lorraine Hansberry? <laughs> can you tell me what you what you like most about her? Uh no, but I can tell you every uh what was the actress Lansbury? Uh Angela Lansbury. Yeah, I can tell you every murder she wrote. <laughs> what about Alice Judson Ryerson Hayes? Yeah, I I will not talk about that woman. <laughs> Uh, but you know, with the when I was on the nominating committee, we were still doing people like Ernest Hemingway, yeah, right? Right. And you know, yeah. the A game, the, yeah. the, the Ben the, the, Hecht, yeah, you know, the, Ring Lardner. Right. Those are the guys. Those are the ones that we could, yeah. But, yeah. But Carl what, Sandburg, you mentioned Carl yeah, right. Upton Sinclair, yeah, of course. Studs Terkel, yeah. you know. And then he's like, all right, well, um, uh, the last time he sent me the list of all the authors, did you know any of them? I didn't know a single yeah. one. Uh, you know, I think it might be time for me to bow <laughs> off of the uh, the right. nominating. Well, that's committee. what Wikipedia is for. You know, yeah. that's what Googling is. I feel bad because I I feel like I'm a fraud. Yeah, as well, part of the Writers Association. Well, but. they know exactly what they're getting from me. In fact, I think I'm going to be on the board because they want me to handle the money. Ah, I think that I think I think the treasurer thing is what you know why I'm on the board. Uh, to publish their uh, <laughs> the, the book that they do every yeah, year, right. so so you know what that's they're okay. using us. Yeah, I'll sing for my supper. I get yeah, it. And it's if, fine, you know. And it, so, but, but I, yes, I do it. feel a little guilty how 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 little we know. Yeah. So from now on, every week we're going to read a novel from one <laughs> of these people. Yeah. This week you take Robert Sengstacky Abbott, <laughs> and I will take Sherwood Anderson. Okay. Fantastic. And next week, we will discuss. Right. Well, that's the new podcast. <laughs> Chicago Authors with two board members. Uh, uh, you know, who's on the in the Hall of Famers? L. Frank Baum. I know him. Uh, Wizard of Oz. Yes, I, that, I was going to say. And what about his other novel? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So, hey. Uh, so, it let, is, we let, are who we are. Yeah. Let's go back into our wheelhouse here. Okay. okay. All uh, right. Fire up the Jenkins jingle. Oh, okay. Perfect. Here we go. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins! With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! All right. The <laughs> jingle's Jenkins. awesome. It just yeah. keeps... Uh, well, it's not quite a jingle, right? It's a... It's not a jingle. It's right. an audio clip, but I'm not going to try to change you. So it appears Jenkins is now working at the White House. In fact, if you look over the last few years, yeah, his first cousin, second cousin, the aunts, uncles, and everybody, the entire Jenkins clan. Well, you know what? I'm going to say this. He's not the first to work at the... <laughs> the first Jenkins to work at the White House. Um, 
Did you see this headline out of Washington? White House accidentally sent Ukraine talking points to Democrats, <laughs> then tried to recall them. That is hilarious. Yeah. Clearly, the White House is not completely clear on how email works. Okay, as far as recalling an email, uh, the White the White House. Have had, you ever gotten a recall notice on an email? No, I, I have. How do you? I, how do you? What? Well, and you just want to send the person a little note saying, "Hey, listen, all it does is send me a note saying recall." Yeah, right. right I've already read the right, damn email. Right, exactly. You it's, can't recall it. There's yeah, no such thing. Yeah, I, I I I don't understand that. But the White House the White House accidentally emailed House Democrats a list. Of of talking points Wednesday <laughs> that were attended for Trump administration allies in response to the Ukraine scandal. And I'm sure they were really hard to figure right. out. Right. You know yeah. What I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. It's yeah, well, it's Benghazi, Benghazi, right. Benghazi. All you got to do is turn on the TV and listen to one of them and you got it. You got all of them. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm just envisioning you know, hi, uh, Senator Schumer, this is Jenkins from the White House. Uh, I accidentally emailed you our talking points. Would you please not read it and send it back? Okay. My boss is going to be real <laughs> right, mad. Right, exactly. Have, have you seen how mad he gets? going to be real, uh, real now, mad. Now, as the digital marketing director at Eckhart's Press, yeah. you know, I know my way around MailChimp and you do. Constant Contact. Oh, yes. You know, I can't even imagine how this could possibly happen because when you do an email campaign, yeah. you know, you do the the text and then it makes you like three different times tell you who do you want to send this to? Right. And you got to do the drop down and then it says, are you sure you want to send it yeah. to these people? And then another one that says, okay, if you press this button, it's going to. So there's three stops. Well, to me, yeah. the shocking part is that they even have Democrats on the list <laughs> yeah, anywhere. I, I, You're like, I, who, who put together the Democrat list? That, I, that, that's a great point I and when they, can, when they can ever possibly use that yeah, right yeah you know what that is a great point and i did not even think of that so yeah. right. so there you go hey you know um i should mention we've yeah. got a great guest coming up later in the oh, show oh yeah we haven't talked about that yet skip Gerperis, movie star or from movie fame he was in major league yes he's a great comedian and musician he does all these great musical impressions yeah uh he's going to be on a little bit later on the show okay yeah. you know i was thinking uh, we should have asked him to bring his guitar but we didn't on the phone. Yeah, well, I guess it really well, it wouldn't work out so well. Yeah. Probably. Well, maybe he does. I don't know. Maybe he'll have it on with him. All right. Well, I have a story for you, Dave. Oh. Have you ever been to uh, New Glarus, Wisconsin? Uh, pro- I, that's the brewery. There's a brewery. Yeah, there, right? there is. There's a brewery there. But the thing about New Glarus is, it's uh, like, pretty rural. It's like going to Switzerland. Okay. I, I mean, the 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 downtown. It's really a beautiful town. It it all of the Houses in the downtown area of New Glarus are built like Swiss homes on the side of a mm. countryside. There, I mean, they're just, it's just beautiful. But of course, we know it because we love the Spotted Cow mm-hmm. beer. The beer, of course, which yeah. is not available in any state except for Wisconsin. You have to go to Wisconsin to buy it. Just like Point Beer, isn't that another one of those? Yeah, but yeah. Point Beer sucks. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's I the difference. It. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Um, but here's here's the story. It was only a matter of time that actual spotted cows of the Holstein variety would make their way to the New Glarus Brewery, maker of spotted cow beer. The intersection of bovines and beer happened one recent evening, according to a post on the New Glarus Brewing uh, Facebook yeah. page, right? Yes, this actually happened, the spokesperson said. Spotted cows came to visit spotted cow. Oh, that's great. And it was a small herd. There was like a, a dozen oh. or half dozen cows that were, in, and they had to be like, wrangled and got escorted out of town now i'm as a promotionally minded person thinking i'm smelling like this was a little manufactured possibly it's possible possible. i don't know if this sort of thing is gonna start a trend yeah but if it does guess where i'm gonna be hanging out i'm trying to think of beer uh i don't know where st paulie brewery okay st paulie girls all the the st paulie girls uh, hello, ladies. <laughs> How about... Um, Many of my friends will be stopping by. You know, Dave uh, would be here, but uh, he's over at uh, the Bush Brewery. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> well, you know, and I was thinking, yeah, I'm much cleaner. I was thinking of uh, going to three... Yeah, you're much cleaner. The, the, oh, everyone <laughs> says that. Uh, three Floyds, you know, uh, zombie dust. I just want to hear to see the oh, zombies. Well, zombie I've dust. got a few to stay away from. Okay. Oh, zombie dust would be one of them. Mm-hmm. Hams. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Dogfish head. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and and really, the probably the two most dangerous: rolling rock. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. land shark. Yeah, land shark. But you know, if you wanted to get spiritual, you can go to the Schmaltz Brewery. For they're the makers of Hebrew. 
Ah. So that I'm sure there's rabbis probably going <laughs> for the Hebrew, right? That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I always bring in the bringing it back Jew. You know what else is good? Yeah. Speaking of kind of Jew, yeah. half Jew or whatever, Amy Landecker. Yes. Amy Landecker is going to be on uh, Tony Lozano's show. Actually, uh, the Nude the, Hippo right. uh, interview show, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Amy Landecker, daughter of John Records Landecker. Uh, Wife of Bradley Whitford. I know Amy well. We have traveled together and stuff, and she is she's a super talented actress. She's on the show Transparent. You've seen her many times. Coen Brothers movies, the whole thing. Yep. Uh, She's... And she's really funny mm-hmm. and really great on the radio or, you know, uh, via audio. And so I'm sure Tony got some great stuff from her. And, and that is available on the Radio Misfits Network, right? That's exactly true. So that's one of the things you can check out. Now, I'm sure you want to check out something else. Hmm. Like radio, uh, us, Minutia Men. Minutia Men. Subscribe to us. How do you do that, Dave? Uh, all you got to do, Rick, and this is almost, it's embarrassing how easy it is. You go... On Apple Podcasts, and yeah. you can just click the little button that says subscribe. Okay. Okay. So easy that even the intern at the White House could probably do it. <laughs> you could go to iHeartRadio. You can go to Stitcher. You can go to Podbean. Podbean. You can, yeah. You can okay. go to Google Play. You can, yeah. uh, did I say iHeartRadio? You can do all those things. It's so easy. All you got to do is hit um, subscribe. Okay. And then an episode comes every week. It's it's almost too easy not to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things you'll get when you uh, tune into this show is this. Time now for a collection of Cub Geekness. This is Just One Bad Century with Rick and Dave. So, Dave, I think we're about to start another bad century. Um, Just a... (laughs) Hey, by the way, how are book sales going? Yeah, you know what? (laughs) It's a funny thing. It was selling through the roof like boom, 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 and then... You lose you, you lose twenty three out of twenty seven, and all of a sudden, no one wants to buy the Cubs book. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you know, every Cub ever dot com. We had a good run. It's still there. We've yeah. got a handful left from our first uh, printing. We're working on. Uh, the update, right? Because people are going to want to read about these 2019 uh, Cubs. And the good news, you can get a jump on it. You don't have to worry about playoff rosters. That's true. Uh, so you can get the, all the new. There's like 45 new players. No, already. there's like 50. Oh, really? They had a lot of players this yeah. year. So Didn't quite I'm going to be busy for the next uh, couple of weeks. Um, that's what I'm working on. But you know, I've promised you that we're going to play some Cub audio mm-hmm. for you. And I have some uh, Cub audio that is fantastic. And it's from this past week. Okay. All right, here we go. get the idea yeah yeah, yeah it's a funeral yeah no i i, I got because it. they really right. suck right yeah. now uh, losing eight games in a pennant race that's not good uh you, you mean uh going up against the, your arch rival and getting swept at home and getting swept at home yeah. by one four one run games in a row and gut wrenching like last second to yeah, like yeah, uh yeah. step on your face <laughs> and dance on your on your uh but you know i'm happy for cardinal fans because it's been what <laughs> Four years, four years since they've been able to, you know. <sighs> All right. So this is the last uh, segment of this. Just one bad century. Just one bad century for it? the year. We oh, yeah, it? we're killing it. You can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll bring it back next year when we get oh. our false sense of optimism again. <laughs> right. and, and it'll and, run to about the third week of September, and then yeah. boom. Yeah. I mean, I might have it for our Christmas season. I might bring it back once or twice. Oh, well, we're going to have to sell the hot them. stove league. Right. And, well, the new, and then when the new book comes out, we'll try to shill some books that way. Exactly. Right. But uh, rest assured, non-Cub fans, you don't have to worry about this segment right. anymore. So if you're in uh, uh, Anguilla right now, you don't have yeah. to worry about the Costa Cubs. Rica, this yeah. is for you. We need to take a quick break. Manoush Men will be right back. 
Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, a look at some famous car flops, plus a discussion about the Bentley Continental R. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Hostable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Coming to the Radio Misfits Podcast Network that's us i'm kimmy i'm sam and i am tommy right here we're going to talk about florida men we're going to talk about paranormal stories we're going to talk about uh city stuff sex talk talk. and sex talk and yeah sex talk will come up but only if it's brought up we got to keep that on the deal so come meet your new friends with and friends on the radio misfits podcast network radiomisfits.com and opi production and we're back we're totally back oh my god where were we it doesn't matter because we're back (laughs) (laughs) all right time for another section A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand in the jar and pulls out a name of a celebrity. We always do it a week in advance. So last week you pulled out the name. Uh, I have it right here. Uh, David Lee Roth. David David Lee Lee Roth. Roth. All right. And this week, why don't we uh, go do our free tease? Uh, Dave, Sting. Dave. Sting. Okay. That's a good story, okay. too. All right. All right. So David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth. I think I, I've actually never told this story on, on this podcast uh, somehow. but it Or is, you might have, and it, we just don't remember. Whatever. I don't remember, but it's worth telling a second time. All right. Um, this is one of my favorite celebrity stories. Uh, back in, I'd say, 2005, 2006, something like that. I don't remember the exact year. But remember, Howard Stern was a nationally syndicated broadcaster. He had his show uh, everywhere, and he decided to go to satellite radio. Mm-hmm. Now, he was on... He got like $200 billion or something, right? Yes, it's a yes. I mean, he's still like... Yeah, he's yeah. swimming in, in money right. right now. But he um, he was on in every market in America... And CBS Broadcasting uh, ran many of those stations, and they needed someone to fill that slot. It means a gigantic hole. And so I got a call that they had a secret person that they were dealing with who was going to be the next host, and they wanted me to produce the show. Did you know who the, you, they did? I didn't know, and I asked everybody. Okay. And finally, my program director at the, at the station that I you know, worked at, WJMK at that time, he said, well, I've heard rumblings. I think it's David Lee Roth. I said, David Lee Roth? All right. Well, I, you know, I had the flight book. They yeah, called right. me. Sure. So on my way to the airport, this is a totally true story, I stopped by the library because I knew he had written a memoir. Mm. And I checked out the memoir. And I figured I'll read it before the, the plane. Sure. Yeah, before doing, the interview. You're doing prep. You're doing. I'm sh- doing. Sh- I mean, this is, prep. This is why prep. I'm the best. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. And somewhere over Ohio, I decided <laughs> there's no way in hell that I was going to work for this guy. I mean, it was just like holy crap. There's not a chance that I'm going to take this job. Um, but you know, I got a trip to New York out maybe, of it. Maybe get some lunch out of the deal. Yeah. You know. So I'm staying at a fancy hotel. Uh-huh. I get a call at the hotel. This is the day before the. You know, it was a morning interview, and they called me that night, and they said, and it's the president of CBS Broadcasting. He calls me up, and he says, hey, listen, tomorrow for the interview, you're not allowed to wear any cologne because the uh, the new host has got a very sensitive nose. It's like, well, and you're Mr. Cologne. Well, I know, but this, actually, luckily, that's not going to be an issue. I don't even own cologne. Um but I'm like, okay, okay, red flag. Yeah, right, exactly. And then I'm thinking, okay, it's clearly David Lee Roth, because who else would say something stupid like that? I walk into So the, you still didn't know even at that point who the I didn't know for sure. Okay. No, they the, still hadn't told me. Yeah. So I walk into the interview the next day, and it's the president of CBS. It's his assistant or whoever that is. I Schmucky forget what McGee. his name is. Yeah, he's probably like running the world yeah. right now, whoever this guy is. And then there was David Lee Roth and some bald guy. Okay. Hey. Who I didn't recognize. Yeah. No well, offense on the bald guy. Wasn't thing, David Lee Roth a bald guy? Isn't he? He had a hat on. Okay. He had a baseball so, hat on. Stage one denial. Yeah. Um, so I sat down uh, next to the bald guy mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, okay, this is Do you be like shake hands with everybody? Like, uh, no. Because I would be the guy, hey, I'm Dave. You know, no, I, no. 
no. Uh, they they just sat me down. I had a, like there was an empty chair, and I walked yeah. in. And I said hello to everyone, waved to them, and sat me down. And uh, and then I went to say something to David Lee Roth, and the president of CBS stops me and goes, "I am sorry, but no one talks directly to David." <laughs> This man sitting next to him, the bald guy, you have to talk to him, and then he will talk to David. I think this is going to work out perfectly as a, as a radio producer. This would be great. And I said, so what about when we're doing a show? He goes, oh, well, this is, this is how it works. I said, well, this is stupid. There's no chance I can do this. And I walked out. I walked out of the interview. And the president of CBS chased me down to the elevator. He's like, what do you want? Give me a price. Any price. Because, like, no one in the world is going to work for this guy. And no one apparently had said this yet. People were like, well, okay, that'll work. Um, Hey, Joe, (laughs) can you please tell David? I got a wacky bit here. The man sitting next to you, like, an (laughs) inch away from me, that that this is what I want to say. That I mean, that's how crazy yeah. it was. So anyway, he gets the job. David Lee Roth is hired. The manager decides that no one can produce the show except him. Oh. He's going to be the... Who has absolutely the, no radio Never done any radio right. of any kind. And CBS agrees to this. They give him a $16 million contract. Oh, my God. A four-year deal. And uh, they're, so they're talking to uh, uh, this guy. He's He gets to the point where after three weeks, he's banned from the building. Who, right. the, the, the bald the, guy? The bald guy. Really? Right, because he's like Mr. Feather Ruffler. David Lee Roth doesn't like the studio, the Howard Stern studio, which was used as a TV set. It's a gigantic, it's Gorgeous. a beautiful studio. Gorgeous. He makes them tear down the studio and rebuild it to his specifications, which they did. He went back into that studio and he's like, yeah, the feng shui is just not right here. And he made him do it again. And, and these idiots. And they did it. That's... They and, deserve to be. And I th- I have a theory about this. I have a th- theory because I had met David Lee Roth a couple times before this when I was Stephen Gary's mm-hmm. producer. And, you know, he he was kind of a jag, but there was nothing like this. I he was think, just trying to he was t- getting the money to run. I mean, he I was think trying he to get to, fired. He yeah. wanted to be fired. And, 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 he, and it wasn't for cause necessarily because, you know, the, he hadn't done anything that was illegal. They had agreed to all this stuff. Yeah, he's and just being a pain he, in the he ass. He was just, he kind of is like the, the character of Zagorski in my, in my novel Severance. Right, he's just trying to get fired to get the Severance. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think. Good for him. Yeah. Well, was, wasn't that the trip where they didn't reimburse you for any of your expenses because you didn't have the correct receipts or something? Um, they, they sent, there's another thing that ended up in my book Severance. Uh, they uh, accepted all of my expenditures except the cashews on the mini bar that they wouldn't pay for that. <laughs> the cashews in the mini bar were like seven bucks, <laughs> and they said they they refused to pay that. But but I'm going to rebuild the studio that for eighty you know eighteen million dollars, but no cashews. Uh, you can't make this stuff up. So that was uh, that was my David Lee Roth story, and tell you my Sting story. Uh, next week, oh. I'm going to just tease it, is sexual in nature. Oh. Well, yes. I'm That's a, all I'm going to say. Yeah, Sting, a pretty good looking guy. Well, I'm not going to say what yeah. happened, but uh, that is that is my next uh, story. Speaking of really good looking guys. Yes. Coming up. Oh, oh. Let's bring him on. Oh, he's, he's on the phone right now. All right. All right. Let's bring him on right now. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. Skip Graparis is one of those Renaissance men bios. He's a musician, songwriter, actor, comedian, musical comedian, impressionist, musical impressionist. And if you have any issues with your plumbing, he's probably pretty handy with a plunger. Uh, don't forget the exotic dancing. And exotic so dancer. People, yes. They always leave that out like they're embarrassed to talk about it or something. Come on. I'm going to be editing your Wikipedia page right after the show and make sure that it's on there. So which of those which of those things that we mentioned is the one that is who you consider yourself more than the others? What are you putting on your taxes? Yeah, what's on your business it? card? Um, I The business card kind of promotes uh, my uh, Heroes of Rock show. Okay. So, um, but specifically, uh, I would say singer. Okay. To me, first. Um, second, uh, probably guitar player. Third, probably impressionist. Uh, fourth, comedian. 
and all right, five exotic dancers. Okay, okay. it's not number one. Okay, <laughs> doesn't mean it's not valid. <laughs> all right, uh, so plumber's not on the list at all. No. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's too bad. That oh, kind of well. screws the rest it of this be. interview. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna brush up on that and see uh, what I can do. Thanks for the suggestion. Sure, uh, sure. Well, you know, you mentioned musician, obviously, and in the 70s, uh, you were in a band called the New Colony Six, and you guys yes. you guys were big. You know, you had a few nationwide hits. Well, and in sh- they were they're kind of big before I joined them. I, I was on the uh, going into the toilet era of the band. <laughs> but, Speaking of plungers, <laughs> it yeah, all ties really. in. All uh, ties in. The theme. There is a theme here, um, but uh, I joined in 1972. I had actually already written and sung and played on one of their singles, uh, w- which didn't really do much. But then when they uh, they had kind of a mass exodus of members, uh, I came in and kind of kind of replaced Ronnie Rice as uh, lead singer, and then I also played uh, you know lead guitar alongside Jerry Van Collenberg, who also played, but. Uh, so we hung until the we we made it till the end of uh, 1974, and then there was. Uh, I know you're gonna this is gonna shock you, but there was an internal squabbling going on <laughs> what? In, a, in a rock band. No, really. <laughs> wow. No, really. Huh. Yeah. No, it's it's never happened. And was it was it about yeah. the Revolutionary War uniforms? Was that what the fight was about? Yes, exactly. <laughs> who do you who did you talk to? Uh, um, were but, you guys still uh, wearing those when you were on the band, or or had that had that gone no, away? No, no, that yeah. had that had been long gone. That was <laughs> yeah. the very that was the early incarnation of the group. Although I understand the current uh, New Colony Six uh, does do that. They rent those suits on the, the the two two shows a year that they get. But, uh, <laughs> uh, now I, I've uh, seen Ray, Ronnie Rice recently. If he's still in the band, he's going to have to have the triple XL. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. No, he's not. But he's not. He he's not been in, in the group since okay. probably seventy two, really. All um, right. So he does it. Ronnie does his own great thing, and he. No, and he's actually buzz. very good. I I like him yes. very much. Yes, we're we we hang out all the time, and um and he helped me a lot when I first started working solo because he'd been there a little sooner than I had, so he's kind of been a mentor, and so he's been very important to me. But uh, but I got to sing his songs when I joined the band i got to sing them live which is kind of cool and we look a little bit alike except ronnie is a little heavier yeah than i am so i think that when when i was in the band people would think gee ronnie's lost weight looks great. <laughs> god you look fantastic <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh i always i always kid ronnie that he left the new colony six to go eat <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> right he loves he it's actually it. the new colony 11 when he's pitching right? <laughs> yeah really yeah. Now you uh, also toured with Olivia Newton-John as part of her band, and she has yeah, this reputation that? for being squeaky clean and wholesome and pure. And so we want you to tell us stories that are the opposite, right? Of that. Just some horrible rock Just, story you know, when she like her. punched oh. a fan or <laughs> yeah, something, yeah. or I, something. I, make something up. <laughs> oh God, I couldn't. I love her so much. I I wouldn't make anything up to, you know. How, how's her, her health? Did, Have you are you still in touch with her? I, uh, no, I haven't in a while, and uh, I just what I just what I read and so on. I saw her about it, you know, a year and a half ago, and uh, uh, since then I have not communicated. Just what I, you know, just what I see written. I, I sure wish her the best. I know she's got, I believe she's got stage four yeah, yeah. cancer, and she's fighting it, and it's the third time, I guess, and that's not not a good sign. No, but she was awesome to work to work for and with she was just great I, I don't really have any dirt you know what she does in her private life you know yeah. you have to ask her <laughs> but uh, I, she didn't sleep with me I can tell you that much <laughs> alright well that's, that's that's too bad you've disappointed us no it is really it's it that yeah. is a shame yeah. but, uh, <laughs> and, and I've seen I saw the picture with you and her from the 70s and you were sporting some pretty nice chest hair underneath yeah. that, that well, shirt Look like a gold I, chain, maybe. Was there a gold I chain involved? I don't like to brag, but uh, yeah, I had—I uh, didn't have much else, but I had chest hair, and now it's—it's uh, it's not so much, and it's—it's it's all gray, so you can't even see it. 
So uh, there, there went my whatever sex appeal I had. It's uh, long gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, switching to baseball, and as as you know, we're yeah. Chicagoans here, and it hasn't gone. And why pl- wouldn't and why wouldn't you switch to baseball right now? <laughs> yeah. It's a perfect transition. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's a, you know what? It's a. We're just a couple of guys at a at a table here, you know, uh, it, because it's on my list, Skip, and that was the fourth question, and I had to go in there. No, I, I understand. I understand. Uh, uh, the Cubs not doing so well, you know. We had a little rough uh, oh, last week or so, but wow. you, but you have a great, you know, baseball connection with with the the movie major the major league movies, and you worked with. Bob Euchre, who obviously of Milwaukee Brewer fame, so yeah, Skip was the was the color man right, on the color that, man on those Bob on those movies. It, that must have been incredible. Uh, how did you get that gig? And uh, you know, had, go ahead. Okay, um, it's you know, it's just a really a matter of doing sexual favors for the right person, <laughs> okay. and that's how you get that's how you get a partner. No, it was. Uh, uh, I had been auditioning and, and working as an actor, you know, uh, part time. Uh, back uh, back then and uh they uh filmed the first major league in um in milwaukee so they came to chicago to find people to flesh out the cast and i just auditioned at uh, jane alderman's uh uh casting uh outfit and um actually most of my audition was as a uh, a baseball player for opposing oh. team uh. and uh then they said okay well we'd like you to read for uh also like you to read for Color Man, which I knew they might ask me. So I, I just had one line, and uh, and my line was, uh, you can't say fucking on the air. <laughs> well, you can say it on the podcast. No problems here, Skip. Right, right. Uh, and uh, I did kind of a visual take, and they laughed, and I, you know, I figured I just blue and other audition yeah, yeah. you know you, you most of them and two yeah. weeks later they gave me a call and said you're you're color man wow so, that's uh, fantastic and that scene is famous that, that scene is famous that's like it is very famous except it got cleaned up for the uh, movie ah. bob bob wasn't comfortable his line was is that all we got one hit one fucking hit <laughs> and and he was doing you know he was doing beer commercials and stuff at the time and i think he was concerned about the image or whatever so they changed it to goddamn yeah. right. uh i think it was goddamn or was it just one damn i think it was goddamn yeah i think they used goddamn yeah so they cleaned it up a little bit but um anyway so the first one was just tremendously fun it was uh, shot in june in Milwaukee, and it was beautiful yeah. weather and at the old Brewer Stadium. County Stadium. stadium. I don't yeah. know. If, yeah, County Stadium. Yeah. And um, because they they wanted to use the Cleveland Stadium because it's about the mm-hmm. Cleveland Indians, but uh, was not available. There's scheduling problems. So I think they did a few exteriors there and then did uh, all the shooting in, in Milwaukee. I didn't know that. And it was great. And nobody knew, you know, what was going to happen in the movie. It's just, uh, it's a movie. And it seems, you know, it seemed funny, but could never have predicted that 30 years later people yeah, right. would still be watching it and talking about it and celebrating the anniversary and all that. It's just insane. Now, this, the second one was filmed at Camden Yards. This is like five years later. Camden Yards in Baltimore, only it was in November. Oh. And oh. We're, still, we're still outside, you know, and dressed in summer clothes. And it, we, we had a little heater under the table there, but it, it was freezing. It was like it was 40 degrees. You could see, you, you, I could see my breath. Wow, and I'm thinking, how can they film this? It's going to show up that you can see our breath, but uh, somehow I didn't. I didn't see it. Uh, huh. Magic the movie, of the movies, I guess. Um, and Bob, there's this one scene where Bob passes out drunk in Major League Two, and then I have to take over. But I looked over at him. Uh, he said something. Like, you take over, Monty. Something like that. And I looked over at him, and his he was wearing just a tank top, and it's. <laughs> You know, so cold out. His muscles were spasming. Wow. <laughs> it was so cold. I looked at his side muscles there, and they were spasming. But he was, you know, keeping it together. So, uh, and then and then the, the director got the flu and was just a bear to work with. In fact, oh. the second half of the shoot, he went to a private studio, and we communicated by walkie-talkie. You're uh, kidding. No. Wow. No. So that one, that one was not was not fun. Um, but 
and, and it wasn't nearly as good either. Um, they kind of sold the rights. I don't think uh, this one was not. Re- the director was the one that, that David S. Ward also wrote the first one. Okay. Which, and it was very, you know, it's a really solid movie. Very oh, yeah. Funny. yeah. Very, it's still uh, funny. The second I, one, not, you know, the, the plot's not so great. And, you know, it just wasn't that great as, as most sequels. And Euchre's you know, uh, quote about just a bit outside gets quoted all the time still if you watch baseball right. games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a bit outside sure. or whatever. Yeah. Must be in the front row. Isn't, yeah. Isn't right. that something? Yeah. It's just all the time. It's it's kind of a nice little, you know, reminder of, well, of, of being there and doing it, you know. You know, uh, you're talking about how your business card is uh, the Heroes of Rock show, and, and I, I've seen that show, and, and it's excellent. Uh, I you have? Where did yes. you see it? Uh, was it the Turkish bath? Or where was <laughs> yeah, it? you know where. It was when you were doing the exotic that one time. You did it just for me. Uh, no, I saw it. On, I saw it on YouTube. Yeah, private performance. Yeah, that was fantastic. You want to be topless for some reason. Yeah. Said, well, okay, whatever. Well, I mean, cool. the oil rub down was fantastic. I mean, you really go the extra mile. <laughs> and the Reuben sandwiches you made before uh, it were fantastic. Well, it was really, it was something. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. <laughs> but you know, if people haven't seen it, uh, you you not you're not you're not an Elvis impersonator. You're not just a one trick pony. You do impersonations of like every great rock and roller ever. And you you know you said you consider yourself a singer, and I have to say. You know, you have an incredible range. You're hitting those Frankie Valley songs. You right. Know, you're, yeah. Thank you. It, it really, excellent. Well, thank God for that bicycle accident. <laughs> I can hit those high notes. <laughs> Who needs testicles when it comes right down? Who, right, exactly. Thank you. i got to build a career on it. Thank you. <laughs> that's your new business card, Skip. Who needs testicles? No, that's the, you know, you know, we're book publishers. That's the title of your book, Who Needs Testicles, Okay. <laughs> Well, have, well, have you ever had a night though when you're doing the when you do, and now it's comedy, you know, you're doing impersonations. Uh, right, uh, have, have you right. ever had a night where, you know, the comedy wasn't going great, and you just said, "Screw it, I'm just going to play songs" because you are great yes. on that. Oh, thank you, thank you. Actually, yes. And one, I'll give you one example in particular. This was a few years ago, and I was playing at a um, a Jewish country club in Florida. <laughs> And the opening act was a Jewish comedian that did... Jewish comedians? Jewish... Are, are there a lot of Jewish comedians? <laughs> no, no, really. No, that, there's, there's at least one. But he did But he did all comedy about Jews and Jewish life and so on. Yeah, okay. So yeah. they were eating him up like oh, yeah. crazy. Like a, like a brisket on Friday night, <laughs> Like right? a filter fish. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm thinking, oh, man, this, this doesn't feel good. I, I could be in trouble. So I got up there and I was doing my... my comedy act that I used to do at Zany's and so on. I, I still do once in a while, but they just hated it. They <laughs> was not buying anything. And finally I got to a part where I was doing a little bit of, uh, Oh, uh, Ricky Nelson and Roy Orbis or something. And that they loved. So I said, okay, that's Screw it. it. So I'm I just switched. doing this. Right. Yeah. I'm just doing I the tunes for the and... Jews, right? Yeah. That's, that's... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I started pulling out stuff from, you know, my heroes of rock show. And I wound up getting two standing oh, ovations. That's awesome. That's awesome. They were ready to tar and feather me, you know, early on. <laughs> and the and the and the comedian who had opened it for me and done so well, he said, "I've never seen a turnaround like that in my entire career." He said that was incredible. So, yes, I, I have. I have done that. Did you so, con- uh, did you concentrate on Jewish performers like Bob Dylan, maybe? Yeah. You know, or I'm trying uh, to. I did do I, I did do some Dylan, yes, uh, but it wasn't. I, I let go of the comedy. You know, I just that's great. Pretty much did uh, you know maybe a little bit of dialogue, but mostly just played the tunes, and they went crazy. Oh, that's so, awesome. Well, you've got such a gr- uh, you've got such a great range, like you were mentioning. You can do you know Roy Orbison or Elvis. Is there anybody that you've tried to impersonate and you just couldn't do it. I mean, I would have meant. Yeah, yes, uh, there are people, and I'm not. I mean, I got to admit, not everybody that I do in my show is equally good. You know, some I do a little better than mm-hmm. others, but um, the ones, and I still do Sam Cook, but I don't really have his his voice down. You know, I get by because it's a it's a it's a popular tune, mm-hmm. and, and people sing along and stuff. But there are certain voices that uh, certain timbre. So sometimes if there's a kind of a fuzzy edge to their voice, um, 
One guy I don't do because it would ruin my voice uh, for the rest of the show is Rod Stewart. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, that raspy. for me to get that that sound. Or Joe Cocker, um, maybe. I mean, that would be a tough one, yeah. too. Well, I can do, see, Joe, see, I do uh, a pretty good Ray Charles. There's okay. a certain there, there's a certain tonality there, and, and I consider uh, Joe Cocker a musical descendant of, of Ray mm-hmm. Charles, yeah. for sure. Uh, you know, that voice, uh, David Clayton Thomas, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, uh, Jim Peterick when he sings Vehicle, yeah. they're all ra- doing ra- their version of Ray Charles, and so that I can. But there's just certain, uh, and right offhand, other than Sam Cooke I can, you know, and, and, and Rod Stewart, I can't think of any others. Right. And the other thing is I have to change the keys a bit. I'm actually a baritone with a strong falsetto. Ah. So I sing, I sing to some people that are tenors, but I, I have to, to lower the key a bit. I, I, I couldn't do it in their original key but that's why god made the capo that's right for the guitar i believe it was the second day he's sitting around he's playing guitar he said man i would like to play in a different key and all i can play in first position yeah let me invent the capo right and day uh, day day one was when he invented the jewish comedian and and day two was the Uh, day three was the rock band with problems (laughs) i'd i'd hate to follow god on the comedy stage because he day four was the duck got it going yeah. You know, a little blue, a little blue sometimes, yeah. surprisingly. <laughs> have, you, have, have you have you ever done an impersonation of one of your rock stars in front of the rock star? I mean, have you ever, you know? Has, oh, um, I think I did. Uh, I did Jim Peterick in front of him. I was doing Chicago. Uh, Jim Peterick. Sure. I was no, I was doing a little bit of vehicle uh, vehicle from Eyes of March. Friendly neighbor in the black sedan. Or? Yeah. And uh, I, actually, I was doing that very uh, sequence of Ray Charles to uh, to uh, Joe or to uh, David Clayton Thomas to Joe Cocker to to Jim in my comedy act. And uh, so he heard, you know, he heard that. Um, but other than that, I I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, so is it. If people want to see you, Skip, uh, you got anything coming up uh, in the near future where people can see you in Chicago? Or uh... yeah, my um, actually, my com- I'm doing my comedy act coming up uh, at the Ralph Center. Oh God, where's my schedule? Um, no, uh, November. Um, it's a Friday night. God, everything's. I should have this. I should have had prepared. But yeah, that's no. the one thing. Yeah, hey, you know, I don't want to tell you how to promote thing. yourself, but no, really, I am so. I am the worst business person in the world. Absolutely, the worst. I'm uh, November eighth, Friday night at the Rao Center. It's a comedy uh, lineup with a couple of the comedians, and I'll be the headliner. Uh, they call it Lucy's Cafe. And then uh, uh, January second, I'll be doing my comedy act at the. Uh, I'll be headlining at the. Um, Metropolis in Arlington Heights. Oh, yeah, that's my my neck and, of the woods. Uh, February um, twenty, I believe it's the twenty fifth. It's a Saturday. I'm premiering my new Heroes of Rock nineteen seventies edition at the Joliet Historical Museum. Oh, fantastic! So I've been that, that's what I've been working on uh, working on lately is uh, my nineteen you know my nineteen seventies. Um, so the original show begins with the blues in the late. 40s and then goes in chronological order through Woodstock in 69. So I'm picking up now in 1970 and through 79 for awesome. the new show. Blow off the 80s. Yeah. The 80s kind of. Yeah, just skip right to yeah, the. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know what? After the you're, you're, after the you're, 80s, what is there? Yeah, yeah. yeah just yes, boy, stop there. Boy, you're not kidding. Yeah, <laughs> you're not kidding. No, jeez. I'd like to hear your new kids on the block <laughs> yeah. segment. Can you do yeah. any in excess? Well, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing my Taylor Swift medley. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's that's very effective. She's done pretty but, good. Uh, well, oh, she does great. But I, you know, I can't. That's the one uh, problem I have working solo is that I don't I don't do female voices. Uh, you know? Right. I mean, I get by a little bit with the Mary Ford, with Les Paul and Mary Ford. I actually sing them the melody in the original key, but uh, I don't do ladies' voices very well. So I, you know, I'd love to include more of them in my comedy act I'd, I'd get by that by having uh like tony bennett singing um i touch myself you know stuff like that to, uh, <laughs> so I, <laughs> but uh well anyway, 
With, well, we really you, appreciate you, you for, being yeah, on the show. Great. I, you know what? We're in Chicago have, too. You know, mate. Well, uh, let's go. For I, I may come out to the show in the Metropolis because I, I live in Mount Prospect right next door. We'll come come oh, check cool. out your show. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you guys want to do lunch lunch sometime or whatever? Let me know. Oh yeah, so, that's great. Uh, well, what are you doing today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hookers haven't left. <laughs> right. Yet, right. Yeah. What, yeah. Uh, I've I've got Chippendales later on. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, well, I got to prepare for that. Uh, thanks again for being on the show. We appreciate it. Thanks, Kevin. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Talk bye. To you later. Take Bye-bye. it easy. Bye. Bye. Uh, what a great guy. I I, I think uh, I think I am going to go to that show in uh, Arlington Heights. In November. No, I think he said January. Okay. Yeah, so let's do that. You want to up? You want to do it? Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Bring the bring the old ladies. Try to get free tickets. Yeah, well, right. we know his number now, <laughs> yeah, right. Right? right? So, yeah. Oh, come on. Put us on the guest list, Skip. Remember yeah. all that free pub we gave you? Yeah. To the to, to Costa Rica and Anguilla? Yeah. Uh, can you uh, just chat while I look up my uh, my script here? Chat? Yeah, just, uh, entertain the folks while I look. Hey, for, Dave, uh, how you doing? Oh, yeah. Pretty good, Dave. How are you? <laughs> oh, here we Time go. and weather, it's 1127. <laughs> I've got to be very specific about this stuff. I've been yelled at for not having it exactly right. From the suits? The suits? The uh, suits, yes. If you'd like to know more about Rick and Dave, you can find us at EckhartsPress.com, mm-hmm. ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at MinutiaMen. And uh, you can email us at minutiamenpodcast at gmail.com. Special thank you to executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi. It's hippo backwards. That's right. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Sillow, the Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we're going to be back again next week, Dave, right, with a brand new episode of Minutia Men. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to free kicks with adam and rick and that's on the radio misfits podcast network free kicks a tony lasano podcast an opi show on the radio misfits podcast network great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radiomisfits.com Hey, this is Tony Lasano with Nude Hippo, the podcast, and this week I have a special guest. Her name is? Amy Records Landa. <laughs> it's not Records. <laughs> Records is not your middle name. <laughs> and we'll talk about the season finale of? Transparent on Amazon Prime. And the next edition of Nude Hippo, the podcast. I am not nude, though. We don't know. <laughs> nude Hippo, the podcast. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. No, I like Lasano. 